Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Trapped like rats. Do you enjoy a good Cool Ranch Dorito? Are you dismissing my book, Aaron? By fault, he needs honor. Homosexual. I'm really nervous, you guys. Hello, welcome back to the Brotherhood of Batman. I am Ben, your sunshine and you got Pam and the baby brother. Um, Jake, I'm the middle brother. I'm the one that came up with the crazy list of comics that we read through every week. And I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I produce this mess. Thanks for tuning back into the Brotherhood of Batman podcast. We are three brothers who read Batman books in a somewhat continuity order. Uh, watch Batman movies, play games, and just have a good time uh, surrounding the Dark Knight. Uh, and this week we are finishing, finally, the Knight's Fall, Knight's Quest, Knight's End saga. This is Knight's End Part 3 Aftermath. And so the intro today, Ben, was just a little farewell to someone that we hopefully won't be seeing for a little while. I'm just saying <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> it was beautiful, and I, I feel that way as well. So I, I'm happy <laughs> you went that route. <laughs> it's been a long journey. It's been, it's been fun, but I, uh, I'm definitely happy for the end of Night's End. <laughs> yes. No, no, it's been good, and... Uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna catch up with some people after uh, what happened last week uh, with Batman and uh, Azrael kind of coming to heads and John Paul uh, walking away uh, un, unaffected, unarrested, uh, unprosecuted, whatever. Um, so we read Robin Nine, Catwoman Thirteen, and Showcase Ninety Four. Issue ten, I think it was was. Did you either of you make a beverage for this week? I, I texted you saying, in honor of this book, you could have a, a glass of your cheapest wine or your cheapest alcoholic <laughs> beverage. Uh, I, did. So, I did. So I did. Uh, I have a nice uh, glass of some box wine here. Real, real. Classy, oh, that, that's real classy that stuff seems, here. <laughs> yeah, I, I found a bottle laying on the ground outside the house, and so I'm just going to sip from that and. Uh, <laughs> I am. Um, I'm not drinking, but I did think your idea was very clever. I um, I got my second COVID vaccine shot today, so I am staying away from alcohol. But if there's nice. ever a uh, future plague in Gotham City anytime soon, I will be prepared for it. So that's excellent. We we are glad that uh, finally so. someone. <laughs> we're glad that someone has uh gotten the vaccine at least so we're uh, yeah you're the one guinea person pig in of our Gotham, family so. <laughs> right one person down 20 something numbers of our family to go it'll be great <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> so what's uh, right. what's been going on in your uh, geeky little lives gentlemen stop talking about comic books or what do you think you're doing you. nerd stop spending get those words 
I'm the Batman of geeks, bitch. Well, I'm going to go, go first. I wanna go. No, I want to go. No! Before you guys steal <laughs> it. So, <laughs> uh, so this morning, um, the trailer for the Schneider cut of Justice League. Oh, yeah, that's dropped. not what I was going to talk okay. about. Good. <laughs> <laughs> And I know uh, my brothers, I've been probably a little bit more excited about the Snyder Cut, or at least watching the fanfare of it, ever since the hashtag release, the Snyder Cut came around, and then building up to all of the the things that he's been teasing, and we finally get to see a full trailer for it, and I thought the trailer... I mean, it looks like an entirely new and different movie than the Justice League we got, and I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I mean, he... I, what I was reading on it today is he had originally cut like a five hour thing. And then Warner brothers told me to get it down to like, and from the five hours, he cut it down to like three and a half or four. Oh, man. And then Warner brothers said, no, it needs to be under two and a half. And so he tried, he was like, it's going to be a piece of crap and it didn't fit. So he cut it down or tried to, and then had this haggling back with Warner brothers. And then he ended up having a family situation come up. And he left, and they replaced him with Joss Whedon, um, and they ended up doing 88 pages of rewrites, and that equated to 90 minutes of new film material that wasn't his that ended up being in the original movie. So in the original movie, there's only about a half hour of whatever Zack Snyder shot. So it is. It's it's a four-hour movie. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Four I mean, hours just long. make a Netflix series at that point. Like, <laughs> right? yeah, you could just do. I mean, that's like a yeah. We're almost at a Disney HBO series. original. <laughs> yeah, so but, it's gonna be on HBO. But yeah, like it, I'm excited to see it since it's basically a different movie. Yeah, yeah. I I got excited enough that I went back and watched Man of Steel um, yesterday, uh, building up to my excitement for the trailer, and then I'm gonna get around to watching Batman v Superman here soon I think and uh March nice. 18th nice. is the is the J or Justice League um on HBO Max and I will definitely be watching it as quickly as I can so yeah yeah I will check that one out I'll probably space it out I'll probably do like an hour a night for four nights <laughs> like, <laughs> four hours four hours in one sitting is hard for me yeah but... I don't think I would do it in one sitting I think that would be a long time I'd probably split it uh, I'm mm-hmm. absolutely and then if you split it, it feels... <laughs> <laughs> no judgment, no judgment. Well, I was not going to talk about that. I thought that was going to be in our bat news segment since we finally had something for bat news. But I, um, <laughs> I'm really super excited. I believe I mentioned to you both that I bought a new video game, and when I tell you this is the best thirty dollars I've ever spent, I bought an RPG maker. And it's basically a programming system, but it's on the PlayStation. And you can make a complete game from scratch. So it's tapped into my writing. It's tapped into my, like, directing. (laughs) I'm, like, literally putting everything down. I'm learning, like, really basic programming skills. It's a lot of problem solving. Like, I'll think that I made a thing where, like, if this character talks to this character, this event happens, and then you test it. And if something doesn't go right, you have to figure out what you did and, like, how to fix it. So I put in, like, 25 hours, and I have maybe a 15-minute game so far. (laughs) (laughs) I've made, like, I don't know, maybe a dozen different maps. So, like, the inside of buildings. I've made some villages. 
They made a big world map. It's very cool, and the possibilities are pretty endless. So I will be sure to let you guys know once I have created uh, Rainbow Hatchet into the game. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's going to show up at some point with... uh, what, what's his henchman's name? Goth Ham and uh, their arch nemesis. Uh... <laughs> Pork belly? Pork belly. That's what it is. Get excited for screenshots of uh, Pork Belly. <laughs> that I'm, sure that'll, I'm sure that'll be fantastic. <laughs> yes, yes. So, what about you, Aaron? Today is Valentine's Day that we're recording this, and my wife gave me a very awesome clock today mm. that is the bat cat silhouette it's like a it's, it's a record that was like laser cut so it's an old record oh and they laser cool. cut it into the shape of uh, batman and catwoman off of almost the new tom king run it looks like but it's a clock so we have that hanging in our kitchen right now so it's pretty sweet nice. and <clears throat> yeah very very nice and I gave her a couple Lego minifigures, so I, I think I, I need to make up for some uh, <laughs> shortcomings. <laughs> but that's all right. That's always hard. It's always hard if you don't like know what the other person. Yeah, I've definitely had some holidays where I have gone too far, or holidays where I haven't done anything and he's gone too far. So I'm no, sure yeah, she appreciated her twelve Ron Weasleys she probably got today. So <laughs> no, I actually I ordered. Uh, Bellatrix Lestrange and Moaning Myrtle, which were two of the ones she didn't have, but they were right. like, uh, they were, you know, somebody had felt the packages to make sure that's what they were, so they weren't open. So it's always a chance when you order those that they mislabeled or miscalculated mm-hmm. what it was. So was it right? Did she get what she? She they were correct. Yeah, thankfully. That's so good. I think she has two more that she needs for the second set. So I'm gonna have to try to track those two down. So nice couldn't tell it was a record but the clock looks really cool yeah it's a it's a record it's pretty neat she i guess when she ordered it it didn't realize it was coming from poland and so we have the box which has got all these like international stamps and stuff on it which is pretty neat too so i might i'll take a picture of the box and show that to you guys so do we want to jump on into these issues we think we uh can talk about um each of them kind of separately and kind of wrap up yeah yeah i think so all right so we read um, Robin 9, Catwoman 13, and Showcase 94, 10. And Robin 9 featured Tim and Bruce and kind of right after the aftermath of um, Knights and Part 2 that we read, which was Batman coming back into the cave and Tim not sure who he's going to see down there. Uh, it's going to either be John Paul's victorious or Bruce. And we end up finding that Tim reunites with Bruce and they have some conversation. Tim also gets a phone call from Ariana and we have some interesting things that hope happen with Ariana and Tim. And that's kind of uh, Robin nine and Catwoman 13. There's a recap of, uh, the helicopter part that was in, uh, one of our earlier episodes and she's kind of reminiscing about Bruce and the difference while she tries to track down the cybernetic neural enabler. Um, and then Showcase 10 is John Paul taking the long, sad walk of depression and homelessness <laughs> as he wanders the streets with nothing left. Uh, and we find him learning about the life on the streets by legs and what uh, his future may hold for him. So Sweet. 
Yeah. Let's go on to uh, Robin 9. What do you guys so, want to talk about that? Robin 9 is the story of a teenager just trying to stay awake. Like, <laughs> the, entire, the entire issue is poor Tim being like, I haven't slept in 48 hours. And it was hilarious. I seriously love the Chuck Dixon run. I've mentioned it once or twice. But he like lay, every time he lays down, it's like, oh, my, uh, you know, my maid person is waking me up. Or, oh, I got a phone call. Or, oh, the bat signal. It was very funny. And I felt very bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, uh, Tom Gromit's art is just, it's so shockingly good. Like when you jump around from all these different compared to the other stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, you <laughs> yeah, go right. from Batman to Catwoman to Detective to Legends of the Dark Knight to Shadow of the Bat, and every one of them has a different team working or has guest star or guest artists coming on, and there's no consistency. And then you flip to a Robin book, and it's like, man, this guy, like his facial right. expressions and just his clean, crisp line work. Like I'm a huge fan of this artist now after just these few issues we've read of Robin since uh, that series started. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I, I agree. The art was really, really well done in there. They did a great job kind of showing emotion, I think in the characters, mm-hmm. especially Tim and his exhaustion and his, uh, you know, dealings with everybody in there. And, um, so we, the first part that came to mind when I was reading this, uh, when he comes down in the back cave, he's very timidly walking down and he calls out like, Bruce, is it you? <laughs> Just kind of like, do I need to like hightail this back out of here? Um, but then Bruce, yeah, like, they were admits, fighting. Yeah. He didn't know what he was going to walk into. Right. And Bruce goes, you know, he, he admits this was all due to my poor judgment. And then the, then I made notes like, should have had a successor in the wings, and I'm like the night wings. You mean maybe you could have had a successor in the night wing? Make some changes going on, and I'm like Batman. You, your your introspection and your reflection there is just kind of maybe a little late. Yeah, uh, maybe if you had uh, well, and <laughs> thought he's, about he's, he's he's kind of down on himself. Like he's like, I don't really know that I want all this back right now. Like he's he was not. Mm-hmm he was prepared to be Bruce Wayne and he had to come back. He felt forced to come back and take care of Jean-Paul Valley. And he's kind of sitting there reminiscing about all that in the dark cave. And it's like, well, shit, now I'm stuck in it again. And, um, you know, he tells Tim that he's going to have to think things through and there might be some changes. And Tim's like, Oh crap, I'm getting fired again. (laughs) Like (laughs) I just got Batman back and now I'm going to get fired again. Tim, you should have done your job and, you know, took care of John Paul and kept him in line. Uh, first of all, Tim did everyone's job <laughs> <laughs> except for his own uh, job as a boyfriend because he has a talk with Ariana where oh, that, she. That seems so funny. It was hilarious. She <laughs> opens up to him about her time with dishwasher Glenn. And uh, looks over at our dear Tim in his new uh, ugly, ugly green van. And and he is asleep on the wheel. And I laughed very hard. <laughs> I think um, she also, looked over and thought he was crying at first until like, until you're like, huh? 
So I, I, I'm curious to see the aftermath of that. That would be fun to see. So, well, I have the issues. If you want to sure read them, I'm sure we will at some point. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but, but um, the van, the van was an important thing. They had mentioned um, in earlier episodes that Tim was able to get his driver's license early because his father is in a chair. So in order to help out with his father, he was able to get it early. So they go to pick out a car. And Tim's dad is feeling bad. He's like, oh, sorry, you know, that I'm all rich and powerful, but I can only buy you this ugly van opposed to buying you a sporty car. It's like, you're still buying your teenage child a car. Like, I Mm -hmm. think he's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And Tim's like, don't worry, Dad. I have a sporty one that I got from Batman. So now I have two cars. Um, yes, and spoiled. they're his colors. The ugly green van is still oh, a yeah. color, so yeah. the red and green cars together. He just needs a yellow moped now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he has one somewhere. Just have to go ask Harold for it real quick. Yeah. So I think Put another on it. kind of a, a big moment that maybe was downplayed in these issue or this issue. Um, Gordon relights the bat signal. So after the events Uh, on the bridge that the GCPD witnessed with the two Batmen facing off each other, he has faith that the real Batman might be back, and he puts the bat signal back into use and shines it and gets Batman to come help with some kind of hostage situation at a museum. And Mm -hmm. um, he's still quite unsure, though. Uh, He's he's kind of going on a, a gut feeling, like... Bruce and, and Gordon haven't talked yet since Bruce has been back. So I'm interested to see that scene. I hope we get that one coming up here soon uh, to find out where. Well, if you had any control is. over the continuity of the storyline, I'm sure we will have something. I know. It's like yeah. Aaron, he gets a pick. He's like, gee, I hope we get to read it. It's like, <laughs> well, you're the only one to blame if it fails. A regular Bruce pick in JPV. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, so we'll probably be reading that. But then, uh, so the, the bat signal shines to, to, to get help, and Tim is uh, not able to get his sleep like we, we talked about. He has to hop back out of bed and go be Robin. He's like, well, until Batman does fire me, I'm still the guy for the job, and I gotta go do it. And so he, he gets into the museum that he knows Bruce has already gotten into, and he's trying to find Bruce, and... He's like, oh, well, there's this guy up ahead of me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock him out and then question him about where his buddies are. And he smashes this <laughs> probably priceless thousand year old statue's head right off in this museum. <laughs> that's the part I laughed at. That was, that's, he's like, oh, great, now I'm in trouble. So. <laughs> right. They and blame it on he, the burglars. <laughs> yeah, it's it's their fault. He is, yeah. But he um, he gets his hands on a walkie-talkie from one of the criminals, and I love that he pulls out, <laughs> as someone with a very high-pitched voice, and since Tim is, what, 15, he pulls out a voice-lowering device, which was <laughs> very funny, and intimidates the, uh, the criminals. So he's doing his detective stuff. He's, he's trying not to step on Bruce's feet or toes, but he's definitely still, like, there helping in his own way. When he's not napping... Uh, in the rafters. <laughs> <laughs> well, the poor guy hasn't gotten any sleep, you know, come on. Right, right. It's either that or fall asleep on the steering wheel. So, you right. know, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. 
And the last time we had a superhero story where the hero didn't get any sleep, it led to his back being broken and then this trash. So <laughs> let, <laughs> him let him sleep. Let him sleep. I, and I think enough. the big moment here is Bruce has taken down these these thugs. <clears throat> Tim and Bruce have not talked about working together on this job yet. And there's one right. that's got the drop on Batman, and Tim swoops in to stop him. And Tim's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I, I know you probably don't want help. And Batman is, no, I, I trusted you to be there to back me up. And, you know, we finally have Batman and Robin back together, working together. You know, that, that duo is intact again which feels nice did, did you cry yeah. aaron uh no did you <laughs> i had one glistening tear the uh <laughs> the exact the exact lines that jake beautifully paraphrased was robin saying you left yourself wide open and bruce kind of turns to him and he's like no i didn't you were there and i was like he <laughs> knew he was there <laughs> It was just such a nice ribbon on the whole Tim yeah. dealing with being fired by JPP and just questioning everything. And, you know, Bruce got a little short with him about, like, why didn't you let me know and stuff. And this this was Bruce being like, no, you are good at this and you did the right thing. You're a kid. It was my fault, not your fault. So I really appreciated Bruce's ownership in that moment. And yeah, I would hopefully agree. Tim can go to bed <laughs> <laughs> well and, and he told he told tim that the job's still yours if you want it and you know i think that was um as much as bruce is going to you know the, what you mentioned and uh that's as much as bruce is gonna you know admit or to uh, show emotions or, or whatever but i think for him it's a pretty significant moment that he's saying no i need you and i need your help and the job's yours and you know i think yeah like you're saying i think that's a different change in the character and it was refreshing after you know what we've spent a season reading and or a year in comic continuity like you know they they still weren't working together very well before nightfall happened right bruce was still off doing his own thing not fully trusting robin to be there to back him up all the time and going right. back and having the dynamic duo work together smile at one another have a good time smile being superheroes that is the batman i think that we've all been wanting to come back and i think they're doing a really good job of showing us it with these issues like this is what batman can be you know you guys you guys wanted a 90s batman we gave it to you and it was jpd now you know let us show you what a real batman should be like right well, I liked uh, I liked that at the end of this issue, the uh, you know the Batman and Robin, uh, which we haven't said in a while, Batman and Robin mm -hmm. uh, clean up clean up the museum. Other than that great movie, Aaron, uh, I don't recall that event. Um, <laughs> not, we didn't read a great watch a great movie this season. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So after that, they clean up the museum, and then it's like the the gotham pd's like oh everything's done let's go in and take care of the rest and like morons they just wait around until everything is finished and then they go in <laughs> there's nothing it's, left to it's, do it's back to the status quo right yeah, pretty... back. <laughs> they're all just relieved that their jobs just got a lot easier again <laughs> like oh i can start planning right. my vacation time again that's nice <laughs> <laughs> So after this lovely um, actual quality issue, we need to check in on other characters for some reason. So we go over to check in on Selena. Um, Selena. Did you all look at the cover of Catwoman 15 or 13? Oh, it's brilliant. 
It is the funniest, most <laughs> 90s cover. It's her uh, underwater with a snorkel thing fighting people. I'm like, why is this here? And then that scene actually happens. I'm like, all right, right well, at least you followed through. <laughs> yeah, that was a, this issue was, I mean, I, you really only needed to read like the recap of the helicopter scenes and, you know, and not, but most of this did not have anything to do with JPV or Bruce or anything. No, no but, it was just seeing that she made it away and, you know, she's reflecting on the situation. And uh, yeah, she did have a couple of pretty good lines in here. I think it's on the beginning of it. Well, she's, she's still on the bridge from where the helicopter crashed and, Bruce and JPV were fighting and she's she's talking about how she got mixed up in all this and then she's like and then two cowed bat bat eared it I'm sorry I can't read my own handwriting let me start over (laughs) (laughs) she she goes two cowed bat eared idiots show up and start throwing around testosterone I can't read my own writing this is horrible (laughs) it's correct the line was bat eared idiots um, but I just really wanted to hear him struggle through it. Every time. <laughs> um, yeah, Jake, I wrote down that line too. Another really good one. She's, um, she's talking about, um, the real Batman and she refers to him as, um, she says he's my dearest opponent. So right. she sees him as dear to her, but also an opponent. Like she, she mm-hmm. values him, but not in like a, we're best friends way. So I appreciate that. Best friends. Yeah. yeah. And so there yeah, wasn't no, I... a lot. I mean, it, it tied up what happened on the bridge and her story. And if you're reading along, you know, if you're reading Catwoman, obviously this is an important issue to get out of the Batman centric story and back into her own story. What was right, going right. on. And so, um, we're actually going to not have a whole lot of Catwoman for a little while. She kind of is off on her own adventures after this. Well, we don't need to talk about what's going on with that. So, well, but we'll, we'll have plenty of we'll have plenty of Catwoman during our uh, our breaks with the uh, the new issues that are coming out. So you'll get plenty of her. I, I would oh, say we're we? not going to have zero Catwoman. We're just not going to have a lot of uh, Catwoman. <laughs> all right. So well, fine then. Let me ask this Brendan guy who suppose who was like a tightrope. Uh, yeah, I don't know who this dude was. Flying Grayson <clears throat> knockoff that she that taught her how to jump off high things. Um, who the heck is that? And was that her kissing him on the last page? That he's it was the guy the that she's trying to heal. Yeah, that's the guy right. she was trying to get the inhibitor in, in whatever the hell that thing was for. He's only in three issues. He's only in Catwoman 10 through 13. Uh, he, they were like, huh. it's revealed that she was, she went to the circus for a little while, like as a, as an early teen and she got a lot of her gymnastic skills and stuff while she was part of that crew, and she had wait, some wait, 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 lifelong wait. friends. <laughs> Very His last story, appearance right? is kissing Selena. Uh, yeah. So it seems like maybe they were trying to set him up for like a love interest, and then they just dropped that that line, and and he never came back. So <laughs> at least in my All quick right. like in my quick uh, research, I. He only or maybe had that's those just appearances. how she says goodbye to people. Maybe that's just her way of saying "see ya" and let's move on. I don't know. Yeah, she's been trying to say goodbye to Batman for years. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's just not successful. I will say I've given I've given the Catwoman title a lot of crap for the way they draw 
um, Selena, like, uber-sexualized. But the art is really good. And I enjoyed the underwater stuff. I thought it was different. Like, I love when a book will change a setting on me. It was completely ridiculous that she was fully right. in her Catwoman suit underwater, right. <laughs> it around. But but they knew it was ridiculous because one of the people, um, one of the characters, was like, "You brought your own wetsuit." Right. And I, I was like, "I love a woman who brings her own wetsuit to the party or something." <laughs> right? Like, why is this happening? But it was visually like I I thought it was handled well, and you you could tell the action, you could tell what the artist was you know wanting to happen. So. It was ridiculous, but I thought it, I enjoyed it I, I from a visual it. standpoint. It was a little yeah. disorienting because there are a lot of other players and characters in this that are coming from her book, and we skipped a lot of those issues. Uh, so right. it it does tie up what she was doing, but it it is definitely a part of her story and not the Batman story. So. So do we want to talk about Hobo Ezreal? So it's Showcase 94. <laughs> Aaron's favorite book from this. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was just I was just leading into Hobo Hobo Ezreal, which is amazing. Ah, yes. <laughs> so we saw what Bruce did after the fight. Now we get to see what JPV did after the fight. And he didn't bother changing clothes. He didn't bother cleaning himself up. He just wanders off into the night. <laughs> no, he wandered off into the sunlight. So a whole day goes by. So I want to see him sitting outside of a quickie mart, like <laughs> like sitting there in the sunshine being sad before he goes under the bridge or whatever, because the continuity of how he was stopped does not follow up. Like Catwoman on the bridge was exactly when it was. Tim's story made sense. Right. This was like the next evening. Yeah. I, well, it, yeah. been that, it probably was that same same day you know and if he walked for a couple hours well yeah you know, i mean t- if you look sure. at wayne manor's wandered wayne manor's like off in the sticks right like it's not actually part of the city proper so like he right. wanders uh you know from the the suburbs you know the rich suburbs all the way back into the city and so that probably you know that could take a day of walking and by the you know just kind of a lost yeah. soul is what they're trying to get at, and he's just been. <laughs> Harold should have just given him like a skateboard or something to go off on. Like, take this as your consolation prize or something. I don't know. Harold did not like him. They were not friends. He was not nice to Harold. I don't think he was nice to very many people at all. Then, <laughs> and he cannot take Tim's yellow uh, scooter. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, he ends up going to, um, like, a, a shanty um, area where there's a bunch of homeless people that are sitting around a fire. And he just goes up to the fire, and he doesn't say anything. And they said he was this big appearance, and he's hogging the fire. Well, he actually was just kind of sitting against the wall, and there was a ton of space around him. <laughs> where Right. He didn't tell them to move. He didn't hurt them. He didn't threaten them. I was like, y'all are being a little judgy. Like, yeah, they all join the circle. Like somebody had to walk up at some point. Right. I mean, Uh he probably smelled really bad. He has not been out of that armor in like six months. (laughs) Like he probably stunk. Yeah, that's probably true. Are you sure? sure And they they... said he was in spandex. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's reflecting on everything that's happened about, you know, uh, the whole order and his, the system. And there's a couple shots in here that we haven't seen, uh, you know, 
of his father, Azrael, standing over, like, as a baby, he's hooked up to these machines mm-hmm. and stuff, and they're implanting all this stuff into him. And, you know, it's definitely setting up for the future of JPV's story. But um, I, I like that little bit. I liked, you know, he he feels responsible, and yet he doesn't feel necessarily guilty about what happens because he's no, still... he said a bader still deserved to die or yeah. or deserved to die and um it was a price worth know, paying and all that yeah right and he said he's perfectly trained for the task of eliminating crime in gotham and but he still has a long way to go well and one of the uh the homeless people makes a comment about him and i think it just sums up jpv perfectly he calls him an angst ridden bastard <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Isn't Bastich the Lobo Lobo uses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was that just some sort of like in the '90s they couldn't use bastard, so they changed it? Is that what it was, or the mix of bastard and bitch? Like I, I don't know what. Maybe. It... Uh, I like it. I think it's a great word. Yeah, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that I've seen it anywhere else. Uh, well, I mean, this is written by Alan Grant, who wrote a ton of Lobo stuff. So, I mean, that makes sense. Oh, okay. But yeah, I don't think I realized it was an amalgam of those two curse words until just now. (laughs) (laughs) And so he doesn't say anything for most of this issue. And he wanders off after they kind of confront him and they want their space back. And then they get, you know, the homeless people that were at the, the fire originally get ganged up on by some people that they may or may not have stolen the booze from. And JPV comes back to, he doesn't come back with fisticuffs, but he comes back to kind of defend them and stand up for them. He has a little bit more faith in himself that he's not just a, right. a monster. He's not just a weapon created by the system that he is. He is a person and he has a path that mm-hmm. he needs to find. And, you know, he right. wanders back off into the night again. <laughs> There's and then they, there. the hobos have a party around the fire and invite the other <laughs> bums to stay. So... <laughs> I think there's probably no party like a hobo party is my thoughts on that. Ain't no party like a hobo party. Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm sure. Oh, man. All right. So do we want to do reviews on each one individually or final thoughts on this as a set? But let me ask you something. What do you think of this? Say it's all right. That was it's terrible. Right. Horrendous. I'm offended. I'm it's appalled. Right. That was awesome. Yes. Yes. I think these three fit. I, the Catwoman one, I, it's interesting that they included that one in here. I don't know if that one was necessarily needed in the Night's End part. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they could have just at, I mean, cause there's so many crossovers between like the Robin books and the characters that are in there and some of the other mm-hmm. ones that I kind of feel like they could have just had her part be like in either the showcase or in the Robin nine. It's just kind of like, you know, her summing up what was going on. You know, I don't know if it necessarily needed to be included, you know, in the, in this, but I mean, as part of her own standalone, I get it. But, um, yeah, I think the Tim, the Robin one's definitely worth reading. The showcase one, I think, is important to, you know, get some closure on JPV. Um, but, yeah, as all, if you're stuck with us, you may as well read these as well. Uh, <laughs> if you have hung out with us that long. So. 
Yeah, Aaron, I, I agree. I, I definitely am glad that we read them for how we're doing this. I think it was a nice little wrap up to kind of see some of the, some of the other characters move on to the next thing um, or struggle to move on to the next thing. So I, I think if you want to read the Catwoman, then obviously this is a nice segue back into that. If you care about John Paul Valley, which I do not, then go ahead with his story. Um, I definitely think of the three that the Robin was the strongest, and I'm glad that I'm that afraid. one focused on Bruce as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even so much so that they, in the original nightfall trade paperbacks the robin one is the only one of these that's included in the collected edition um in the oh, okay in the full uh 25th anniversary trades and then the omnibus they put all three of them in but originally it was just kind of the robin one that puts batman and robin back together and i, I definitely think that's the the strongest of the three i like seeing uh-huh. the jpv stuff because uh, it's going to be a little bit before we get him back, but he does come back, and there is some more evolution to his character. So having this kind of this middle piece to, to yeah. tell us how he gets there was nice. And then I think the Catwoman, uh, unless you are really fond of this uh, Catwoman standalone series, um, I mean, and this just brings you back into her story. Otherwise, it, I don't think it's very important for the Batman stuff here. But yeah. Um, I, I did really, really like Robin 9. It brought up that, that really uplifting feeling about, okay, well, now we're going to have fun reading Batman and Robin again, and they're back together, and I'm excited and looking forward to that. And not that we haven't had fun, yeah. but like that the, that the, the tone of the books are going to be fun again. And, Speak uh, for yourself, Jake. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a nice little bow on the end of a very long season, guys. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening and staying with us. This yeah. has been uh, kind of a test for us to see you know, if we could take one big, giant Bat Family crossover and, and stretch it and really read and dive uh, deep, deep into it. And it was... We barely survived. <laughs> we, I had a we, lot of fun, here. guys. I mean, this has no, always I, been my good. favorite, you know... One of the big favorite moments of Batman, and I think, you know, they're gonna try to they're gonna keep trying to create these moments. <laughs> they're gonna be doing a <laughs> lot of these big things with all of the mm-hmm. titles for years to come, and this kind oh, of oh, I'm sure, yeah, got them going. Yeah, I think overall, uh, the Knights Knights uh, Quest and Knights uh, Fall and everything was worth worth reading. And uh, if you have read all of them, send us your thoughts on any of our socials. That would be good. Uh, give us a like or anything like that that you can would be helpful as well. Yeah. yeah. So what about uh, if they're reading along with us? Yeah. What's next, Jake? Well, um, if you guys have been listening to the show since we started, uh, you know, we kind of do some in-between season shenanigans. So I know Ben has something planned for us uh, that we're going to You don't have to wait another five years for another Ben game, bitches, because it's coming. (laughs) And uh, I still owe Aaron a a present for Ben, so we'll see if Aaron gets another win. And he'll get an extra special present, or if I'll just buy two cheap things if Jake gets one. So, presents. <laughs> 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 Stay tuned. <laughs> and then we have been talking, the brothers and I, and we are going to be doing a kind of a special season. Season six is going to be a micro season, and it's going to be not run by my continuity list. It's not going to be choices of my brothers. No, the villains of Gotham City have taken over the podcast, and they are. Going- they are going to uh, 
bring about their stories that they want us to discuss. So I think Great. the first one is going to be hosted through Aaron. Do you want to give us what we're reading uh, for that first episode of season six? Yes, we are going to be reading. Uh, this is pretty new. It's by Jeff Lempire, Andrea Sorrentino, and it is uh, Joker, the Killer Smile, and it's uh, from DC's Black Label. Mm. Um, and it's a three three volumes, um, and it uh, should be pretty interesting. And I'll, I'll read you a little synopsis here. Uh, Dr. Ben Arnell is certain that he'll be the analyst to succeed where all others have failed. He's going to cure the Joker's madness. He believes that he can put an insurmountable wall between himself and the seductive void behind the Joker's eyes. And he's absolutely sure that no matter what he goes through at work, he can keep that darkness far away from his family. Dr. Ben Arnell is very, very wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, I am excited. We all enjoy Joker, so that'll be interesting to see um, how Aaron did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm looking forward to reading these. I think it's going to be uh, fairly on the dark side, so be uh, be ready. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got that, that short season, and then we're going to jump into season seven. Now that we have everybody is in a certain place, everybody's back to normal, and everything is good, we're going to f- fuck it all up with another DC crisis. So. Oh. <laughs> all right. So until then, I am mentioning your sunshine into Gotham, the baby brother, and everyone's reason for listening. Hey, Aaron, what did we learn this episode? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I've done so well. I wasn't going to interrupt you, too. I was waiting. <laughs> I, well, I was I was thinking, I was like, can I add more to my name? Like, can I have more things on there? Because I don't think it's quite enough. No, the I think we need more. for Rainbow Hatchet, uh, I think that needs to be the next thing I add on. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I think so. It's that time again. To do another one of our cute little skits? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And to find out what it is, we turn to the Wheel of Batman. Wheel of Batman. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Well, uh, gentlemen, uh, we learned a few things over uh, this episode and the course of the Knight's Quest, Knight's Fall, Knight's End series. Uh, We learned JPV is an angst-ridden bastard. Jake (laughs) can't read his own writing. And there ain't no party like a hobo party. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. All right. I'm Ben. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I'll clean this up. Thanks for tuning in. We have a lot more coming. Yeah, and I'm Jake. Uh, the list keeps growing, keeps changing. You know, It's been five really fun seasons. Thank you to my brothers and thank you to the listeners. And we're here's to five more. You're welcome. Oats of Betty's plants, this city's way.